It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and of course, live after every Carolina Panthers game, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show. And subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, except for holidays like this Friday with Black Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Participate in next week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. Either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Going to get into the news of Sam Darnold, who will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers here momentarily. But unfortunately, our world is just full of tragedy, man. And especially for something like this to happen right around the holidays, right before Thanksgiving is just another gut punch to all the folks living here in the area. As I saw reports around 1220 on Tuesday afternoon that a helicopter had crashed near I-77. Later to find out that was a Sky News 3 chopper over at WBTV here locally in Charlotte. Meteorologist Jason Myers lost his life along with the pilot Chip Tyag who lost his life in that plane crash, in that, sorry, that chopper, the helicopter tr- crash. Myers leaving behind his wife and four children. And just devastating to hear that. I worked in that building uh, for two years back when I was at WFNZ in the exact same building there on one Julian Price place as WBTV, which has been around forever here in Charlotte. Some great people that work over there and people that I've walked by and interacted with multiple times during my time at FNZ. So certainly my heart goes out to Jason and Chip's families as they'll never be the same. And I know people get excited about the holidays and they're all cheery, thinking about Christmas and all that's to come. And of course, Thanksgiving. And I always think about the people who are going through a lot during this period of time because people lose loved ones. Their family situation might not be as happy and joyous as other people. And they might really dread the holidays. And certainly I'm someone who doesn't really look forward to them because it can be sad at times. And I feel for those families because they'll never be the same. So while You're thankful for everything you have. Just be thankful for the people in your life that are there with you and let them know that you love them because things like that unfortunately can happen. And according to the Charlotte Police Chief here locally, uh, Johnny Jennings talked about how Chip Tyag actually turned out to be a hero on Tuesday afternoon when that helicopter did crash where he was able to avoid the highway where it could have been even more of a tragedy than it already is. So certainly uh, my thoughts are with all the folks over there at WPTV News and the the Myers family, Tyag family as – that hole in their heart is never going to be filled again. So that's unfortunate to hear that and to see that happen and just another tragedy happening in our world and certainly something that happened here locally. 
uh, with those two individuals and, of course, that news station there in Charlotte. So uh, please keep them in your hearts and minds as you uh, enjoy this Thanksgiving and recognize all the things you're thankful for before fighting people for TVs and other things that you don't really need in this material world. But uh, let's move on as we have another awkward transition to uh, Sam Darnold, which... Hell, speaking of awkward transitions, that was the Carolina Panthers love to do when it comes to the quarterback position as Sammy Savior will be the starting quarterback come Sunday afternoon when the Denver Broncos and their god-awful offense comes calling to town. And it's going to be a brutal game to watch, y'all. But maybe, maybe it might actually be entertaining with Sam Darnold as a starting quarterback. I'm not going to have my hopes up, as I've told y'all. I don't really care at this point in time. Who starts? There's really no reason for Baker Mayfield to ever play another snap for the Carolina Panthers. I saw Michael K or Mike K. I don't know why I called him Michael K. Excuse me. Um, but Mike K, who's of the Charlotte Observer, kind of did the numbers. Baker Mayfield, he's not going to get to the 70% of snaps that people are worried about him playing. So the Panthers are not going to have that conditional fifth-round pick in 2024 become a fourth-round pick. They probably played Darnold the rest of the way as long as Sam's healthy. Maybe it's PJ. I don't really know. All I know is that this, well, as far as I would imagine, they're probably not going to play Baker at all moving forward because there's just no benefit. He has not been good in his six starts, and the Panthers aren't winning in those starts. One in five. QB wins, not a stat, but we've seen when Baker plays, this team's offense definitely is the worst one in the league, and not, not much has really changed when PJ's out there. So we'll see what Sam Darnold looks like. I know there's folks out there that love to give Sam Darnold um, a number of excuses last year for why he struggled. And you talked about, oh, the offensive line's no good. And if he had a good offensive line, what could he look like? Well, now we're going to get a chance to see. Sam Darnold had a god-awful offensive line up in New York. Didn't have a great one last year, one that started 13 combinations in 17 games. And whether the guys were good or not, you're not going to have success in that situation, whether you're Sam Darnold or whether you're the O-line. And also we wondered, hey, what could he do with a healthy Chris McCaffrey? Chris McCaffrey's no longer here. But Deontay Foreman... And three of the last five games has been really good running the football. So we'll see what the Panthers are able to do running the ball and they can help supplement the offense there and allow Sam Darnold to be comfortable, have enough time, and not have to feel like he has to go out there and win the game by himself. And we'll see. And as far as next season goes, I've already come out on record and said of the three quarterbacks currently on the active roster, I felt like Sam Darnold had the best chance of being the backup here. You're going to bring in a rookie. Likely drafted high in the first round. They're going to need someone who has the experience of having the pressure of being a top three pick and having to be able to maneuver the league. And Sam, being in New York with the Jets, tough media market. Tough situation he stepped into. And Robbie Anderson, former Panthers receiver and former Jets receiver, said that Sam's development was messed up there in New York. So certainly we're hoping that's not going to be the case for the new quarterback who comes in here and hoping that the foundation is a solid one, and Sam Darnold potentially could help that guy. So Sam, over the next six weeks, has a chance to show that he could be the backup here or maybe find a way to show someone else in the NFL that he could be a starter once again. I highly doubt that will be the case, but he has an opportunity, and I don't think it's really all that surprising. In Rappaport had reported a couple weeks ago when Sam Darnold did come off of IR and was active that the Panthers were going to want to play him at some point in time to look at next season and where he fits on this roster. So best of luck to Sam. Honestly, I hope he does well. Hope he plays well. If he balls out, we'll see what happens. But certainly don't want the guy to fail because it's been an up-and-down career for him, really. And it's really just been all downs. And it sucks how things have worked out. So I'm certainly rooting for Sam Darnold on Sunday as, of course, I got to watch the game. I don't want to watch the Carolina Panthers go out there and play poorly against the Denver Broncos. 
So no weekly Friday mailbag, but once again here on a Wednesday, we'll do a Wednesday mailbag going into the holiday. Tomorrow, we're going to have our Locked On Crossover Edition on Thursday. Of course, Thanksgiving. You guys have Thanksgiving Day, you have Friday, you have Saturday, you have early Sunday before 1 o'clock to listen to that episode. So no rush there, but I'll be doing that here for y'all tomorrow. But I figured let's go ahead and do a Wednesday mailbag edition here on Locked On Panthers. So that coming up here shortly on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match the therapist. If things aren't clicking with them, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's not Friday, but it is a Wednesday, and I figured why not do a weekly Wednesday mailbag, or really uh, a holiday Wednesday mailbag, as again... Whenever there is a holiday like we have, I guess Black Friday, not technically a holiday, but you know what I mean. Uh, We're going to do a Wednesday mailbag because I do want to get your questions and give you my perspective on the things that you're asking. That's what we're doing here on Locked on Panthers. and That's the best way for you to interact with the show. So again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council at me. DM me there on Twitter. Do not read any of the YouTube comments. So the best way to interact with the show and be able to get your questions answered is by either adding me or DM me on Twitter so you can participate in what is usually the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. Not too many questions, which is okay, but we will start off with Michael, who asked, beside quarterback and finding a second corner to line up across from JC, what position do we need to address most urgently? If no quarterback is appealing to draft top five, what position group should we go after? Um, okay, so obviously we know the biggest need on this roster is a quarterback. Now, before you can fulfill that need, you have to hire a head coach, get an OC, get a DC, and fill out the entirety of the defensive and offensive coaching staffs, and we'll see who gets left over here. Would it be Steve Wilkes staying on? Would love to see Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator, stay here in Carolina. We'll see how all that works out before we find out who the Carolina Panthers take at quarterback, and I do not expect them to go out there and to bring in someone in free agency 
and lie to us and say, hey, this is going to be our guy. Look at Pittsburgh with Mitch Trubisky. I don't think we're going to do a Mitch Trubisky thing. I mean, well, you can't rule it out because it is the Carolina Panthers, but I am praying to my God and likely yours, the Panthers do not do that. So please, 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 please don't let that happen. So yes, quarterback, big need. J.C. Horn has been good. When healthy, he's been good. Now, the health has been somewhat of an issue, breaking his foot last year, missing a couple games with um, the hip, and also having some foot issues this past week as he was questionable for Sunday's game. I think he'll be fine come Sunday against the Broncos as he was able to play last Sunday in that loss on the road against the Ravens. So finding someone else opposite of him as Dante Jackson three years in a row, the turf toe, the groin last year, and now the Achilles, which is going to be a tough injury, as we all know, to come back from. The Panthers need to find someone who can step up next to J.C. for the long term. Because that's not going to be Dante, who will be back next year. Pretty prohibitive for the Carolina Panthers to move off of him when you look at his contract as far as dead cap hit goes. And the Panthers already have to worry about dead cap for some other players they're going to have to probably get rid of or they've already gotten rid of via trade. Um, also with that, we've seen C.J. Henderson not play well. Steve Wilkes said it. It's just not good enough. Ten tackles on Sunday, but in coverage, he has been terrible. And it's been a horrid trade that Scott Fitterer made. I get it, and on every deal, that deal has not worked out. I do not see the Carolina Panthers exercising his fifth-year option come this offseason. Keith Taylor, we'll see, but they need to find someone else. Outside of that, though, I would look at wide receiver or edge rusher. And really, edge rusher as probably the most urgent position the Carolina Panthers need to fill. They lose Hassan Reddick, who was excellent last year. He's gone up to Philadelphia. He's playing for the best team in the league. He's back home. I'm sure he's happy, especially because he got paid. Brian Burns is going to get paid this offseason. The Panthers exercised fifth-year option last year. So typically, that next season, if you go out and play well, that offseason, they will then break you off. And the Panthers don't have much of a choice. The earlier, the better. They can ride it out through next season, and then go into the offseason there in 2024 and do the whole franchise tag deal. But if I'm Brian Burns' agent, I'm going to be telling him, look, you turned down two first-round picks from the Los Angeles Rams because you want this guy to be a building block on your team. Pay up. So the Panthers are going to have to pay up, are going to need to find someone cheaper opposite of Burns. So that best way to do that is via the draft. And you ask me, if there's no quarterback appealing to draft in the top five, what position group to go after, it would be defensive end, edge rusher, right there. And who do I want? Will Anderson from Alabama. Because seriously, if you're asking me, would I rather have Will Levis? We can take Hendon Hooker off the board. He's an older player, unfortunately, towards ACL and that drubbing they they got at South Carolina on Sunday night or Saturday night at Williams-Brice Stadium in Columbia. He's off the board now. Older player, torn ACL. We don't have time for to try and rehab a quarterback, especially at his age. And then also looking at it, who else is there? If Stroud and Young are gone, give me Will Anderson over Will Levis. I understand they'll probably take Will Levis. I think that would be a mistake, but they don't like quarterback. Absolutely, I'd take a defensive end. The other position I would say is wide receiver. DJ's had a bad season in large part because of the quarterback. We'll see what it looks like the next six weeks. With Sam Darnold, Terrace Marshall started to emerge. Outside of that, there is not enough playmaking for these players. And then, hell, tight end, too. Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, an actual pass-catching tight end, unlike Tommy Trimble. If he's there, why not? So we'll see what happens as far as the draft goes. All right, now over to Jason. 
Hey, JC, a uh, question for the mailbag. Do you believe the Panthers would be better off not drafting a quarterback this coming offseason? Use the draft to build a roster on offense and either try for Jimmy G as a bridge or a Hail Mary for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is going to be a Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are not stupid. They're not going to let Lamar Jackson not play for their team. You could say they're not being very smart by having it draw out to this point in time where he's going to be a free agent, but Lamar Jackson's not going to be really a free agent. They can always franchise tag him. There are avenues in order to keep Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I expect that he will sign a long-term deal with the Baltimore Ravens. The Carolina Panthers also do not have cap space to fit in Lamar Jackson's number. Now, I know there's ways to maneuver it. Certainly, when they've kept doing that, they cannot still do that. The team building has to be done correctly. And one of the things they have not done team building wise effectively is by drafting a quarterback in the first round, not trading up to get a quarterback who now is probably never going to play meaningful snaps here in Carolina and Matt Corral, but drafting someone with your first round pick sitting right there in the top five, top 10. That's the team building they need to do. No more of the bridge guys like Bridgewater, no more of the first round flyers like Sam Darnold, like Baker Mayfield. That has not worked. Do it the conventional way. You're bringing a new head coach. You have a general manager who will have his second head coach, but really he's going to be tied to this head coach. At that point in time, as you typically see, when you have a new GM and a new head coach, you draft a quarterback in the first round. The Jets did it with Zach Wilson. It didn't work out. Right now, he's not very good. That's typically how you do things. When you have a new head coach, new GM, you want to, well, we still have the same GM, but still, you want to draft a quarterback. So the best way to go is by drafting a quarterback. So I don't necessarily think they'd be better off, but I don't think that they absolutely have to take one if it's not their guy. If you don't believe in the guy in the first round, please do not just take somebody to take somebody. As I said, if it comes down to Levis or Will Anderson, and it's also when you look at the, Hit rate on quarterbacks compared to defensive ends, I would rather have a defensive end. But also, I understand quarterback is, is a paramount position they need to address, and the best way to address it moving forward is via the first round of the draft. So very likely that's what they should do over bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo or any of those other quarterbacks, and I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to happen. All right, now to Tom. Hey, Julian, mailbag for this week. Um, I love watching Frankie Louvu play, uh, play. Excuse me. Surely we extend him. Does he remind you of anyone that – Way, the way he plays. Uh, not really. I mean, he's a great player, runs around, been fun to watch. Uh, the Panthers did extend him uh, this past offseason. They signed him to, a, I think, a new two-year deal. Let me bring it up right now. So, Frankie Louvo is not anyone the Panthers need to be uh, worrying about right now as far as, hey, how much money should we pay him? Yeah, he signed a two-year $9 million deal, uh, $3 million signing bonus. Oh, hell, actually, let's see. I saw, for whatever, I'm looking at the Google part of Spotrack. Okay, he is, yeah, he's under contract next year. They already extended him. So, yeah, they gave him two years, $9 million. $3 million signing bonus, $4.5 million guaranteed. And it looks like he got all that money guaranteed this year. So, Frankie might be saying to Carolina, hey, guys, I played really well. Maybe give him some more money. The Panthers do not need to do that at all. So, no, they're good there as far as Frankie Lubu goes. All right, let's take another quick pause here on the show, and I'll come back and answer the rest of your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. But before I do that, today's episode 
of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. And once you do, be sure to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools. Like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get back into it. Weekly Wednesday holiday mailbag edition of Locked on Panthers. Sam Darnold set to start on Sunday for your Carolina Panthers. And I actually meant to mention this earlier. Uh, Roger Sherman, who writes for the Ringer, did us a favor, and he went chronologically. All the quarterbacks the Carolina Panthers have started going back to uh, 2019. I can probably even do it in my head, but I don't really feel like doing it if I can find the tweet ahead of me. Now, we all know who it starts out with, Cameron Jarrell Newton. Then we go Kyle Allen. Will Greer, Teddy Bridgewater, P.J. Walker, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Woo, buddy! That is why this franchise is bad, because of the inability to find a quarterback. And I know, I know, I know, I know we're all desperate for it, but it's why you have to be smart when trying to find that quarterback. And just because you draft one does not mean it works out. That's what I'm saying. And I understand people out there probably looking at me being like, hey, man, you're crazy, to say that they should not take a quarterback in the first round. If it's not the right guy, don't do it. I can keep going back to 2018. We have two guys in the roster that have not worked out in Baker and Sam. Josh Rosen didn't work out. Josh Allen's worked out. Lamar has worked out. But Lamar right now doesn't have a long-term contract. I do think he'll get figured out in Baltimore. But also look at this 2021 class that we're not too far removed from. Mac Jones, Pro Bowler last year, hasn't looked all that great this year. Justin Fields, he's coming along looking like the best of them. Trevor Lawrence, he's in Jacksonville, so how much can you really expect? But he's not been as good as I think a lot of people, like myself, thought he would be. And Zach Wilson is an absolute freaking disaster up in New York and might get benched. Now, are the Jets done with him? I don't know. But he certainly did not do himself any favors by saying that he was not the problem and that he did not let his defense down when he went 9 for 22 for 77 yards. And the Jets had two? Two total yards of offense in the second half. So, and he was picked second overall. And I know plenty of you probably listening right now wanted Zach Wilson and wish the Panthers would have lost that game to the Washington. I think they might have been the Redskins back then, back in 2020. 
I'm sure there's a lot of you who wish they would have lost that game so that they could have been in position potentially to take someone in the top of the draft like a Zach Wilson. Well, that has not worked out. And I don't think the infrastructure there in New York under Robert Sala and Joe Douglas is what it used to be. And I think he actually is in a situation where he could win games now. But no, he hasn't played well. So just because you take one does not guarantee you that that guy works out. If it was that simple, everyone in the league would have a quarterback. But nowadays, we ask quarterbacks to do so much more than before, and not every guy is capable of doing that. So we'll see. The best path forward is taking one, but you've got to take the right one. You have to take the guy you actually believe in. If they believe in Will Levis, go ahead. I don't know how they would. Other than that, he has the traits. But if you look at him play, I just don't see it. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about that throughout the offseason. Now, Kyle, who wants to know, what do the Panthers need to do to fix their incompetent offense? Is all the blame to be put upon the quarterback, or do we see, or do we need to see more out of our OC or skill positions? Certainly, the tight ends don't help you at all. Certainly, outside of DJ and Terrace, you're getting no help at all at wide receiver. The OC, Ben McAdoo, no one was calling for Ben McAdoo to be the OC. The only reason he's here is because Matt Rule had no other options. No one was going to come here to be the OC for a guy who was very likely going to get fired. And as we saw, Five weeks into the season, Matt Rule's gone. He's now doing a press tour. Maybe he's going to take a college job. Not quite sure, but Ben McAdoo's here trying to make the most of his opportunity. But it's not like Ben McAdoo has the best chess pieces to work with, but the offense is god-awful, and there's a reason why Ben McAdoo was out there on the unemployment line, and no one was trying to hire him as an OC. Also, a quarterback play has been bad. And if you don't have a good quarterback, it's very hard for you to win games. Like I'll go back to the Jets, as I'm just – comparing us to a very bad organization historically um there's been people talking about hey Mike LaFleur who's Matt LaFleur the head coach in Green Bay his brother they're wondering hey should they do something play calling wise to change it up what can you do when you have a bad quarterback when you have Zach Wilson playing as bad as he's as he is and not being able to hit the layups what can you do when you have Baker Mayfield playing as badly as he as he is and not hitting throws anywhere what can you do same thing with PJ if he turns it over what can you do and if Sam comes out here and plays badly what can you do? <coughs> so the blame goes all around. It's the quarterback. It's the scheme. It's the lack of execution from the skill position. It all goes back to week one. And it goes back to even our conversation with Jonathan Stewart, I think, going into week three. They got to execute. And they have not executed. The OC hasn't executed with his play calling decisions. The quarterback hasn't executed. The play calls have been put out there. The receivers haven't executed by catching the football. It's all around. And the offensive line at times, too, like we saw on Sunday, has not executed the way that they need to. So the, the incumbents offensively, it's tenfold. It's not just one or two things. It's multiple things. But certainly, you can place most of the blame on the quarterback and on the guy who's calling the plays in Ben McAdoo. All right, over to Ian now. After watching the game against the Ravens, I kept thinking it would be more fun viewing to have a team with a good offense and a bad defense, aside from wanting to see points, which you think is better to start with for long-term success, a good offense or a good defense? Well, the old axiom is that defense wins championships. I don't believe that to be the case really anymore. In modern football, when you need a Mahomes, when you need an Allen, when you need a guy like that to go out there and to put up points, it's very hard for you to win. You can even look at college football. Stetson Bennett last year at Georgia, he's turned into a pretty good quarterback. But is anyone considering him to be a top-level guy? No. But that defense was awesome at Georgia. That seems to be the exception to the rule. Because recently, we've seen guys who have been first-round quarterbacks who have led teams in national championships. Joe Burrow, Mac Jones. um, Can't think of all of them. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. That's been the recent trend. 
So for me, and it's funny because you asked me this question, I've been watching like the inverse on Saturdays and Sundays. Like being a UNC football fan, I'm watching one of the best offenses in college football and a great quarterback in Drake May, but then a god-awful defense. But a defense that has made timely plays, which allowed Carolina to get off to a 9-2 start this season. And then on the other hand, on Sundays, I'm watching a great defense, but a terrible offense. And we're seeing that that's a 3-8 and eight football team. I know college NFL, but I would say nowadays what you would want is a good offense than over a bad defense or over a good defense because a good defense is not getting Carolina anywhere. We've seen it last year. We're seeing it this year. Good defense is doing nothing. But you got a quarterback, you have a chance, even if your defense is bad because your quarterback can at least – and your offense can bail you out. So, yeah, for Carolina, you would rather have a quarterback in the offense, but unfortunately we have the, the defense, which in today's football – not necessarily the winning formula that it used to be. All right, final question coming up from Dominic here. Uh, I don't doubt that some of our better players will want to leave Carolina because of this team's terrible performance. What players do you think those will be, and what could we do to keep them? Also, not related to the Panthers, do you think the U.S. could still survive the group stage? Um, well, if we start off the Team USA, um, U.S. men's national team. I thought it was a good result against uh, Wales on Monday. Of course, disappointing to play as well as they played in the first half and then to get blitzed by Wales. But I thought going into the match, I had someone actually asked me, hey, like, how do you think the game's going to go? I was like, I told him I'll take nil-nil. I'll take 1-1. Just going to draw. Wales is not that bad. They're 16th in the world. We're 13th in the world. So, original wisdom would tell you, probably evenly match, 1-1. They were better in the second half. We were better in the first half. I don't think we're going to beat England. England's one of the best teams in the world. You saw what they just did to Iran. It comes down to what do we do against Iran and what does Wales do against Iran? Let's go out there, put as many goals in that net as we can. I think we'll be fine. We'll probably advance to the group stage. Um, Got to avoid those yellow cards, though. That one thing is concerning me. Um, okay, but back to the Panthers, though. I don't really think anyone's going to be asking to leave. Like, they just paid DJ Moore. If DJ wanted to leave, he could have said something like, a month ago when the Panthers were going to the trade deadline and people were asking about him, he could have been like, Hey, yeah, like guys, this is not working out. Like I understand I pay, but a guy just got paid, but I want to move on and go somewhere else. He, he didn't do that. So I'm not really concerned about DJ Moore. Um, Brian Burns, same thing. If he wanted to leave, he could have said something and the Panthers could have got back those two first round picks. Uh, Derek Brown's about to get paid. I mean, Jeremy Channel would imagine he's probably up for a contract here. Um, I, I don't look at anyone here, especially the young guys who are going to be like, Hey, get me out of here. And I also don't think the Panthers would be willing to do that, especially considering that, well, hey, we just decided that we want you here. We didn't trade you away a couple weeks ago when the trade deadline rolled around. So I don't really see that happening. Um, and as far as veterans, like there's not really any veteran players who are here that would like ask out and go somewhere else. Like maybe Shaq Thompson might want to go somewhere, but Shaq Thompson seems like someone who's really invested here, staying in Carolina. I just don't know financially for the Panthers as far as salary cap goes that will be something that will be feasible moving forward for both of the parties. But we'll see. So I don't really look at anyone being like, hey, I don't want to be here anymore, especially because they're young. And when you're young and you're in this league, pretty tough to ask out of a certain situation. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Lockdown Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And, of course, be sure to check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, typically I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Participate in next week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. In the meantime, 
Be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding and tell people you love that you love them. And I'll be back tomorrow with, I think, Sarah Bettinger of the Locked On Broncos podcast for yet another Locked On NFL crossover Thursday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.